It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast, your Chicago scene salvation, featuring interviews with the premier talent and tastemakers in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast every week at ChicagoVersUnited.com. This week, an interview with Mike Kinsella, Bob Nana, Drew Brown, Mark Rose, and Joe Troman, recorded before the group's Cure Tribute event at Lincoln Hall to benefit Girls Rock Chicago. Here's how that sounded. I'm a black backstage at Lincoln Hall. I'm with Mike Kinsella, Drew Brown, Bob Nana, Mark Rose, Joe Troman. Like, wow, what? <laughs> He's waving. What a fucking super group this is. Fantastic. You guys are all here covering the cure tonight. How is everyone doing? We're doing good. Um, nothing awkward just happened, so no big deal. This is the second take of this actually, interview. We actually met uh, we met an adult child today, an adult baby. It's very interesting. A man child. A man baby. You guys are all here tonight. You're covering The Cure. And I know something similar like this was done about a year, year and a half, maybe two years ago, winter, I think, 2009. A number of you guys were covering Morrissey. And so, you know, now this has happened two, three times, and I'm kind of curious, like, what was kind of the origin of this kind of project, of this kind of thing happening? We were at uh, dinner at Mike's house. Dinner at Mike's house. And we've been friends. We were the with, host. We've been friends with uh, Jennifer Chica from Girls Rock forever, and she wants to make money for Girls Rock, and she was trying to think of how to make money for Girls Rock. And I like to play other band songs, and I think Bob does too. I, I have do a feeling it. you do. I do. I like it. So we were like, well, just, yeah. we can play other band songs and have it be a benefit. And right. then we thought of other people we know who like to play music. Was the Morrissey set the first time you guys did it, or were there uh, instances before that? I've done other bands. I'm, I think that was the first time maybe most of us that happened. Right, yeah. I did other things with Drew in the past. We did a Fugazi thing a while ago for something else. That was for One Tale at a Time. Yeah, yeah. No. No? That was going to be for One Tale at a Time, but then there was that was the day of the Chicago tornado and it knocked out the power at oh, Chuba's. Man. I was going to play that. I was playing that. That was me. Hey, I'm Mark. I, I, I was going to play that event and then, yeah, the Chicago tornado wiped it out. Yeah. Now, what was it about, you know, Girls Rock Chicago? It sounds like you're familiar, you know, you knew some of the members, but, like, what was it about them where you were like, you know what, I'm going to go out of my way, and I'm going to get, like, a bunch of my buddies together. We're all going to play, like, a bunch of songs from other people. To be fair, the only person going out of his way is Joe, maybe, because he's from you out know, of town. Always, you know, it's, uh, what funny, what's funny is with the Morrissey thing, I kind of, like, thrust myself into it. I wasn't asked <laughs> was to do fun. I wasn't asked to do it. Drew, Drew told me about it, and I was... Probably on tour, and I was like, I'll come do it. Like, you guys, nobody wanted me to. No one, it's not that anyone didn't want me to do it, I, I, I hope. Uh, but yeah, I thrust myself into it, and now I'm, uh, I guess, in the fold now. So Now he's a staple. He's but a I'm into staple. It. I'm, in, I'm, I'm into it. I, I think it's an awesome charity, and it's fine. I can, I can afford a plane ticket to come out for a show. It's okay. Mark, how did you get involved with this? Actually, this is like, you know, the first, the, the first version of the cover band that I'm, you know, a part of. Um, I think it's just, you know, a combination of a friends and convenience and, and wanting and willing, you know. Like, I totally was down. I love The Cure, and I, I love these guys. So uh, when they asked me about doing it, all I had to be was in town to say yes, and here I am. So <laughs> There's a lot, I'm sure everybody in this room has seen bad cover bands. There's a lot that can go wrong. So what, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to make something like this go off without a hitch to, to really be There's able to sell it. <laughs> I, I'm not worried about it. I don't think... It matters. I think what's I'm not matter? insinuating that you guys are a bad cover band. I'm just asking, like, what do you have to do? I'm saying the, the concept of a bad cover band. If we were, like, this cover band that tried to, like, do people to, like, come out and see us and, like, 
trying to make it as a cover yeah. band, I think we'd be assholes and by nature a bad cover band. I but think, like, I, I think a bad cover band is like a bad cover band is like what you see like in Vegas when you see like you know Ned Zeppelin or whatever, and like you know it sucks <laughs> shit. Ned and, Zeppelin yeah. is amazing. Ned Zeppelin, okay, uh, well, that's, you know, oh, is that an actual band? Opinions, <laughs> no, no, yeah, Ned Zeppelin is amazing. I think it's just a guy with a, a guy with a great last name, yeah, yeah, and just it happens to be what it is. <laughs> yeah, it'd be amazing. Yeah, so Ned, you really lucked out. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that Ned Zeppelin's not even a Led Zeppelin cover band. It's just he's that's my name. I mean, that's what. What the fuck? Why are these guys not like us? Me. You know, what do you have to do when you're playing someone else's material? Like, what kind of like preparation like, goes into it? Like Ned Zeppelin two, Ned Zeppelin three, and they're like, "What the hell? What? That's just my name." Into the door. And I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and presents with a T. Ned's up when there's more of a Peter Paul and Mary thing, you know. It's great, man. Like, yeah. like weird outdoor festival gigs, like, what's going on? Yeah. I keep getting booked. <laughs> as a band, or you know, even as individual musicians, what do you guys have to do when you're covering? Sorry, what do you have to do when you're covering someone else's material, like you know, especially for an entire set where it's all one artist? I think it seems like we were. we're I think I feel like we're trying to perfect what we were trying to do with the Morrissey thing. Where of course you start out trying to play the songs as they are on the record, and then from there it sort of morph into how we decide we're going to play it a little bit. You know, we all have our own, I think, individual styles as to how we do things, and it all seems to fit really well together. It's cool. Take like five people who don't usually get in a room together and play and we, we sit down and, and play these songs that aren't ours and we've seen them make them ours. It, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think I think a good cover is kind of, it's a combination of doing the original justice but also giving it your own, you know, your own flair a little bit. You know, kind of making it making it your version of, you know, someone else's great song. So, also, I was going to say the hardest part for me is like uh, growing up listening to Morrissey and listening to The Cure, you're listening to it as a purely as a fan because we were you know, kids when these records came out, you weren't thinking about what the guitar was doing or what the bass was doing. And so it's tough, it, it's pretty tough to kind of distance yourself a little bit from that, come at it from the perspective of, oh, I got to play this guitar part and figure out what it is. Yeah, oh, totally. When you guys are deciding the set list, you know, is it like group thing? Are you guys fighting like, you know, you only want the hits or you only want deep cuts or you have to play like a certain, you know, were there any arguments? No, it never gets to an argument. I get the email and then I I'd make yeah, a playlist on my iTunes and learn it. Yeah, a I, couple I, edits. That was it. I mean, it was a list of like, I think I sent a list of 18 or 20. Right. Like, these are all cool songs we should do. And then we're like, well, how many should we play? Then we got together and realized we can't play as many as we wanted to play. Yeah. <laughs> we cut one. So we're at 11 now? 11 yeah. hits. I mean, you realize when you're doing a cover band like this, especially just for a cause, people just want to come and have a good time. So you should right. probably play the songs that they know. So there's no like crazy like European B-sides from like 1983? <laughs> like. No, and we, we generally avoided a lot of the more quote-unquote depressing material as well. You guys have done Morrissey, you've done Fugazi, and now you're doing The Cure. Are there any, you know, have you guys talked about doing anything in the future? Are there bands you'd want to cover, or is this just kind of like... Take it as it comes. I got uh, recently asked about doing like a, a Halloween gig in Chicago, and I asked if I could dress oh, yeah. dress up as another band. Play Halloween. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, my my gut is telling me I need I need to do Phil Collins, but we'll see what happens. Drew and Mike and I had talked about a Danzig cover band for for a while, but I don't think we'll ever do it. But I, I want to. So let's do it. Dare. It's a dare. That's a dare. On, on air. Dare. I'm in. I'll do it tonight That's instead of Cure. Dare. <laughs> I dare you to play only Danzig songs tonight. Fine. 
that's the problem with the Danzig thing is that Mike and I will fight over who gets to play the drums. Because the drum parts are very fun. We'll do it Melvin style. We'll do it Melvin style, two drummers. It'll be great. Obviously, outside of this, all of you guys have your own projects going on, musical, otherwise. So, like, in your normal solo gigs, bands, whatever else you have happening at the moment, what does everyone have going on right now? I got a two and a half year old that pooped in a toilet today. Big deal. Big that's, deal. Kind of awesome. That's the name of your band. <laughs> that's the whole thing. I've right. got a two and a half year old that's in a toilet right now. That record's coming out soon, I think. November 8th. Bob, I know that you just played the Metro with Bray. That yes. was a huge kind of comeback, and a lot of people were really excited about that. Is there more? Uh, Anna Bray, the biggest asshole I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? I'm not playing. Is there more kind of uh, on the way from Braid? I know you guys have the new EP as well. Yeah, we're playing um, the Pygmalion Fest in Champagne. That's at the end of this month. And then we're thinking about doing a few shows in uh, December, but our schedules are so crazy with our work schedules and our, our family schedules now. Todd just had a baby. like um, They just don't line up. So when we can play, we will, but it's it's not, it's not going to be a full-time thing. But I'm glad I had fun uh, at the Metro. That was fun. My band, Weekend Nachos, put out a record a couple months ago called Worthless, and we're uh, going to do our second European tour. It's pretty much what I've got on the plate. Mark Rose, solo artist, who has a new record, which I just talked to you about uh, not that long ago, maybe a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, my, my first full length uh, came out last, well, now about a month and a half ago now. It's called Wonderful Trouble, and I'm doing some fall acoustic dates with John Walker coming up here, and then... Uh, going to be at CMJ um, in New York at the end of October and hoping to be on tour as much as possible with the record. So fingers crossed I can get out there. Obviously, Joe, uh, the damn things looks like it's keeping you very busy. Uh, relatively busy. We're playing Australia at the end of September and um, then not a whole lot going on with that. Uh, we're going to kind of put it on ice for a bit and i got some other stuff I'm working on, but uh, I'm going to get married and i got a dog. Nice. Likes to shit on stuff, so. <laughs> Congratulations on the marriage part. <laughs> Thank you. The, the dog does not use a toilet except for drinking, so. Not till two and a half. Not till two and a half. Yeah, a two dog and a half. Year. Yeah, dog year. Yes. That's, nice. that's pretty quick. That's, that's like cool. next week. That's yeah. next week. It'll be two and a half. Yeah. So. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking some time. Best of luck with the Cure tribute uh, show tonight. I heard the soundtrack. I think it sounds great, and I know everyone's going to enjoy it. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Simon. This has been the Chicago vs. United Audio Podcast, your Chicago scene salvation. Thanks to Mike Kinsella, Bob Nana, Drew Brown, Mark Rose, and Joe Troman for being on the show this week. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United Audio Podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with members of Rise Against, Black Cards, Sky Saw, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at the ministryofthedynasty.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.